Okay, we're live. Hooray! All right, Laura. Did you meet any Black people this week? I did. I met at least two. One, well, I didn't meet him. I was in the back of an Uber, and I looked outside, and I saw a Black <laughs> man. And so we caught, we did eyes. And I was like, ah! Like, we both smiled. And it was like, yes! And that was my Monday morning. And I was like, all right. And then, Great way to start a week. I know, right? And the day before, had gone to the supermarket, new employee at the supermarket, black woman, could be my mama. And she was like, how are you folks doing? Is this that Dude. whole paycheck type place? No, no. This is the other place that I buy everything else in. Uh-huh, <laughs> um, uh-huh. No, nah, not the whole paycheck place. Um, they still got the one black guy. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> they still got their quota. Um, but no, she was just so nice. And I just, I wanted to just hug her, but that's inappropriate because I don't know her. So... Just, but she made me feel wonderful. So yay, two black people this week. How about you? Okay, so um, my cousin was in town last weekend and we went to breakfast. Yeah, we went to breakfast at a place called Black Bear Diner. So they have, I think they have them in Oregon too now, but there's, they like started in NorCal and it's like, I'm gonna call it the IHOP of the West. I don't live here, so I'm sure that's (laughs) not accurate. There is. We've got IHOP in our... There is everything around. Everywhere. This is the suburbs. So if you have a, like, chain place... We have a Sizzler nearby. Like, oh, yeah. Sizzler is still around? <laughs> right? I thought the last one died in the Bronx. All right, no, cool. there is one in Pinole, California. <laughs> <laughs> near an IHOP and a bunch of other fast food establishments, Um, but yes. So anyway, so we took them to Black Bear Diner in Emeryville and we walked in and a Spanish woman with, you know, she had the hips and the curly hair and the whole nine, like a legitimate minority woman. We found one. A Latina. Mm -hmm. Was the host. Spanish is a language or people from Spain. Oh yeah, you right. But I always see, okay, I'm gonna gonna pause. So we went, when I was in Oregon, for Thanksgiving, <laughs> mm-hmm. there was a gentleman who used the word Latinos, and now oh, you can't I even feel like it. you can't even say it the way he did. How and I feel like whenever I say it now, like, I'm so self conscious <laughs> that I'm gonna say it and it's gonna sound like that. He might like, have said Latinos. <laughs> la- la- it sounded. Like, <laughs> I knew exactly what I was doing. I'll try. I will do better. I just can't. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> he's so, anyway. about it. Yes, so I'm just like, is that what I sound like? <laughs> Because no. Lord help me. It's a, anyway. Come on. So, I would tell you. I, w- I would let you know. So good. anyway, we walked in and like this whole place is filled with like black people, Latino people, just people from everywhere, Asian people, like minorities. It's filled with minorities. Wow. And I'm like, what? Is this where everyone is okay? This is where we at. It was great. Um, and then we went for a bike ride the next day, me and my husband, and we were biking and we're almost back home, and we passed a black man, a large bald on black a man. He was walking in mm-hmm. El Sobrani while we were biking by. And I said, hello. Like I was so both excited. Hands. Wait, with both hands? Did you <laughs> wait with both hands? <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, man, there is a black man in El Sobrani just walking around. Oh, I have wow. to say hi. Damn right. And then the last one is more in line with my usual encounter. I was on the highway yesterday oh, trying to go to work. And some mm. lady was tailgating me like, if she got any closer, she would have been in my backseat. And she's like laying on the horn, which these passive aggressive people in California do not blow their horns. So I was like, who 
is this? Mind you, there was nowhere for me to go because there were Jeez, cars everywhere. Mm -hmm. So she just had to let it rock and wait for me to get out of her way. And then when I finally did get out of her way, she like, you know, went past me and tried to stare me down. And you know how passive aggressive people around here don't be looking. I looked right at her. I looked dead <laughs> in her eyes. It's like, girl, where was I supposed to go though? Like where- Get your what, life, girl. Get your what life. What would you have me do? What would you have me do? <laughs> run these people. I can't run through these people, okay? They are in the way. You're going to have to wait. Those are our black people she this was, week. Yeah, she was, she was not happy with me. Fix it like Jesus. 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 I'm Aisha McGowan. And I'm Laura Solis. And this is Fix It Black Jesus. Yes. All right. Oh. Yas Queen. <laughs> yes, Queen. Oh, I love it. It's so great. Okay, so this week, Yas Queen. <laughs> I'm done. I'm trying again. Yas Queen. <laughs> yeah, sounds the same. Sounds the same. No, please continue. I'm working on it. It's gonna. It's gonna get better. So for this week, I wanted to uh, talk about one of my good friends, Senor Rubinos who is a singer-songwriter, and she has just been doing amazing things in her career. Um, just recently, she um, released her second uh, full-length album, Black Terry Cat, and it has been nominated as number 11 on NPR's Top 50 Albums of 2016. And then the New York what? Times... Yeah, congratulations, right? And the New York <laughs> Times also made her song Mexican Chef, um, number number twelve on the um, songs, best songs of twenty sixteen. So it's just Woo! like I don't know. I've been, you know, I'm gonna go into my hipster, my hipster steeds right now. I <laughs> have been a fan of Senor Vinos before NPR or the New York Times or anybody else. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but for real, I've been a fan since like the day I you're a day one fan yeah, I'm a day one like I will okay. <laughs> I'll tell anybody who will hear or who will listen that I am a senior Reno's day one fan I think she is amazing and it makes me so sad that everyone does not have access to her music yet um but I know like she's one of those people that as soon as you hear it you want to hear more because well, you introduced me to her you've definitely told me that you were going to her concert at least twice in the time that we've known each other um and i only listened to her songs a few days ago monday night while cooking and i did you listen to mexican chef while cooking <laughs> actually yes i did i did um but yeah i mean her music definitely resonated with me in many ways um and mexican chef in particular her lyrics are just there's one see i don't i don't know what do you call it a stanza i don't write music i don't know what these things are called but like a you good a good stanza that <laughs> it pretty much describes my mother's life in america to a t whoa like yeah that's, yeah I'm gonna, help, I'm gonna help you out here it's brown cleans your house brown takes the trash brown even wipes your granddaddy's ass <laughs> and the thing about that though like my mother always made sure that she, like, because my mom would work two full-time jobs, yada, 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 so that I wouldn't have to go without, so forth and so on. And she would tell me, like, Laudi, I'm not going to be home today because I'm going to be out 
working this particular job, which might entail wiping somebody's ass. But I will tell you that proudly because I'm not doing anything illegal and it's Mm -hmm. allowing me to put food on the table. And I'm like, okay, ma. And, you know, we carried on. And I just remember that, like, that moment. And actually, not moment, because she said it multiple times. The point being, Senya did a great job in pretty much, like, sharing how the brown folks of this country are what allow for this country to go on supposedly you know we're stealing all the jobs but these are the domestic jobs that y'all don't want to do anyway so right like i'm sorry are you rushing to wet my grandfather's behind i don't think so (laughs) i didn't see you um (laughs) so there's that but yeah um but what's really cool is that i actually got her to do an interview for us and um i plan on releasing that in a bonus episode later on bonus 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 heck yeah look at us having a bonus episode who are we i know what episode six and then we gonna have a bonus that's we're gonna have a bonus is it like does it count as episode seven or is it like episode 6.5 or do we just call it a bonus episode i don't know i was thinking 6.5 but like i don't or 6s are we like the iphone Ooh, because, but you don't even, <laughs> yes let's let's call it episode 6s please let's yes 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 <laughs> done we got all right <laughs> done okay um so anyway uh since our last episode of Thanksgiving has happened, and I was actually in Portland with you yes. for Thanksgiving, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. And you made foods that I'd never had at Thanksgiving before, which was really fun for me because <laughs> it was all delicious and different and amazing. Well, I was going for different because <clears throat> it was Friendsgiving, and uh-huh. I've never hosted people over for any large meal for that matter. Um, and yeah, it was, I, I want to say that this was probably the most memorable Thanksgiving slash Friendsgiving ever because it ended with, I just remember foreheads touching. Um, and oh, that, <laughs> that was oh, traumatic. I'd forgotten about, oh, we did, what is it called? Kinetic <laughs> yoga? Kaleidoscope yoga. Oh, everything is not for out. everyone. That's all. So That's all the food, I want to give out a, give a shout to out Kalise to Khalees Cookbook. Oh, to Khalees. Yo, yo, yo. Shout out to Khalees' cookbook. What? Because, because of Khalees, <laughs> our Thanksgiving was on Pazoint. <laughs> with arroz con gandules, yo. Khalees, shout out to you, mama. All right, I all right. I'm not even going to try and say either of those things ever. In <laughs> I'm Deliciousness. Some pork shoulder. Yeah, pork you. shoulder. <laughs> And, and um, uh, beans yeah, and rice. With pigeon peas. Yes. <laughs> yes. But we made gravy will be... out of chicken. Um, chicken fat. Yes, it was great. We did that for the first we time. Chicken gravy. And we we made a gravy boat out of a measuring cup. Uh, out of, yep. Pyrex <laughs> was there for the win. Um, there you, you made go. some bomb ass. Was it sweet potatoes? They were sweet potatoes. The they weren't candy yams. Those are different. I'll make those yes. for you one day. They're those very good. They're Thank very you. Good. Thank you. But them sweet potatoes with the candy. I'm sorry. Shit. See? Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. It's kind of oh, like sweet potato made, casserole from Boston Market if a black person made I, it. See, I've never had casserole before. I, mm. you know, I don't. I, but is I'm casserole a white people thing? Do black people make I casserole? Think it might be. Other people make casseroles. I've, I've never met anyone who made a ca- who made a casserole, or rather, that, I've never eaten one, and I've never. I've seen yeah, I don't, people. I've I have seen people of color make casseroles, but I'm they've been making like green bean casserole or something that I'm probably 100% sure that they got from a white person. Like I'd... <laughs> from the side of a Campbell's can? <laughs> <laughs> they saw a recipe somewhere. <laughs> and they were like, I'm going to try this. 
And then they put salt on it. Oh, I said that out loud. Okay. Uh, yeah, All right. We're going to move on. I'm getting, I'm getting home. Because yeah, I was about to say we had to like simmer down on the, the seasonings because of the, the, yeah, let me not go there. All right. <laughs> That's just salt, my man. Oh, good times. Good times. Have you seen that internet clip? Because I'm going to show it to you. Please, if you please share it. It's pretty I great. I have not. I have okay. Not. Um, <laughs> all right. So. Uh, the Trump transition. <laughs> yeah, that changes it. <laughs> yeah, so we've changes stopped talking about the election and and, and um, are facing the inevitable doom. Trump transition. <laughs> yeah. So in the Legion of Doom this week, so far, as far as I know, I'm sure there's more, but what what has come across my timelines at least. Mm-hmm. So we have Ben Carson leading <laughs> HUD, the Housing and Urban, the Department of Housing and Urban Development. We all know this is a, a medical doctor, right? We also all know that they already tried to give him a different job. It's literally like they needed a black person to validate yeah. their cabinet, and they were like, "We gonna find somewhere to put you." Like that's how I feel. We are gonna find somewhere to put Ben Carson because we need a black person. He's the only black person mm-hmm. we know that will do this. <laughs> and I'm sure they know others. Yep. I'm sure they do. But for some reason, why people love Ben Carson? Like mm-hmm. I keep seeing, like, oh, he's such a respectable man, and Get the f- he's such a moral man, and he's such a that he's so great. I will give him that he's an intelligent scientist. He's there a, you go. That's <laughs> what I got. I, he I is an amazing medical professional. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I like these words so far. I can agree to, with all these. I would not put him in charge of the Department of Housing and Urban Development for the no. United States of America. No, not. I'm not exactly sure where his resume is said and his experience doing these things. No, not there. He for said it. himself he is not experienced in government. He said that. Okay, he said that. But Ben Carson said that. He said he okay. thinks that he is not. <laughs> he is not experienced. Okay, but let's <laughs> along those lines because there oh definitely God. is a theme in Trump's cabinet. Linda McMahon, Miss World Wrestling Federation or oh, WWE. Lord. You know, she can lead when that ball small business administration. She gonna lead it. Small. Hey. She gonna lead it. She the W she was the CEO of the WWE. And you know what? Not for nothing. I'm sure that gives her more qualifications than Trump or Carson for their jobs. So seriously. You know, I'm gonna you work, you work girl. Let's girl. see what happens. We'll see lead what happens. <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Then we have Scott Pruitt leading the EPA. Isn't he a climate change denier? Wait a minute. <laughs> Scott Pruitt? I didn't hear about that. He is. I thought he, that he is all, his, his name rings the radar in my brain? Because isn't, yeah, I think he is a climate change denier. So why, 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 why <laughs> would you put this man in charge of the Environmental Protection Agency if he ain't he... trying to protect the environment because he don't think nothing wrong with it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh damn! So me right there. I'm sorry. It just see doesn't, my, it doesn't add up. It don't add up, Laura. It don't add up. See y'all. If y'all, if y'all could see my face, because I say so much with my face. You do. You, you do. You have a very expressive <laughs> face. I'm just. I'm utterly confused. Utterly, utterly confused. Because it doesn't <gasps> make any sense. That's why you're confused. It must be backwards day. It's it's backwards day. It's That's gonna all. be backwards for years. That's administration. what administration. <laughs> yes. So that's who's been added to the Legion of Doom that I know about. <sighs> Black Jesus. Black Jesus. Fix it. Speaking of which, um, we're going to go to uh, all the things we want Black Jesus to fix. Other than Dear that. Black Jesus. Because uh, 
there's lots of things as usual. But first on my list, I want to start with, I actually want to start with Black Jesus trying to fix Kanye. I, oh, Kanye West, I since we last is. spoke, um, was, was put into some kind of therapy into a psychiatric hospital, I believe. He's getting I think help. voluntarily. Like he, it's like one of those things where you're like. Voluntary admission? Yeah, I think that's. That's well, he's n- he's no longer there. So since we last spoke, he was admitted and released or left. I don't know which, but he has been through something. I heard he was giving them a hard time, though. Oh, I don't believe that. Come but on. Kanye Black Jesus is trying to fix Kanye. Now, through the grapevine, I have heard. No, I cannot say how accurate it is. <laughs> accurate? I don't know how accurate it is, but <laughs> I heard that Kim... Mm. Is trying to divorce this man. Mm. We can't. He, he can't take that right now, Kim. Yes, we'll he can't take that right now, Kim. Okay, so this is how I feel about that. Kanye clearly can't take that right now. But at the same time, could you imagine being murdered to Kanye West? Well, she knew who he was before he got before they got married. Oh, we knew who he was. Did oh, she? You don't think she did? Did she you care? She... Did she care? Maybe she didn't think that he was going to be for serious. But, like, um, they were okay. living different wings of their home, and but not nah, two babies later. But see, as soon as they, point. as soon as this gossip got around, the initial reaction was like, you know, that's why we gotta stop marrying them white women's. And Ooh. see, how do you feel about that though? Because you are also in an interracial relationship, and I'm not yeah. trying to say that if the things got in the thick of it, Ivan would leave. Because Ivan said, I will always protect you, Laura. Yes, and, you he know, did. That's why that's why me and Ivan could get down like that. Because he took you to a rodeo, but made sure you knew. <laughs> he said, before I even needed to, he was like, I will protect you. I was like, yes. Yes, baby. I love you too, baby. Yes. Yes. But see, Kim. Kim, don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know Kim. I don't know nothing about Kim. All I know I don't is what know. I read. Well, I mean, what we know of Kim or what we know of her, her, her pattern, if we will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her relationship. Is she is a her. She is a non-committal person. Mm-hmm. She has issues with committing, and therefore, I feel like when shit hits the fan, she's gonna want to go. Arr! And I'm not saying that she's like her sister, because <laughs> Chloe's hus- or uh, ex-husband, I guess now Lamar Odom. Oh, that was a mess and a half <laughs> with the with the drugs. And I, you know, I mean, I, I don't even know if a black woman could have held that down. <laughs> See, but I'm saying though, like marriage, like the entity of marriage, if you will. Like, I feel like where, like, where is the sanctity of marriage nowadays in 2016? Like, I feel like fewer people, or I know fewer people are getting married. But even those that are getting married, are few people really getting married? Fewer people are getting, in comparison to like 70 years ago. Yes. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Okay. And like, I don't know. I take the vows of marriage very seriously. I'm not married, but. If I were, it's like, that's it. There ain't no way out. Like, that's it. Like, if you a crackhead, we gonna be crackhead. Well, we ain't gonna be crackheads together, actually. No, we gonna work <laughs> on that together. Because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not down for I'm like, Laura, I might have to intercede or intercept. <laughs> um, if you, if Ivan, or Ivan, if Ivan don't work out, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but whoever that is that's trying to make you a crackhead, we, we gonna have some words. Nah. We're no, gonna drag you, at least you. I don't know who this other person is. <laughs> about this other person? Yeah. But I'm gonna so drag you to it... some kind of facility. We're gonna get you some help. Because <laughs> we can't have Laura being a crackhead. Me. Yeah. But the point is, because I'm not sure how we got to me being a crackhead, but the point <laughs> is, 
Kim. I don't think Kim. I don't know if I don't know that Kim will stick by Kanye through this tough time. Well, we'll see. I hope she does. We gonna find out. Yeah. All right. So Black well. Jesus, he he also is trying to fix the Dakota pipeline, Dakota Access pipeline situation. So Obama took the he is and um, denied the permits. <clears throat> for them to run the pipeline through Standing Rock. But see, what that means is they're going to try and put it somewhere else. Exactly. And, and it's like, like, I like that we celebrate and like, I need, I think we need to, you know, mm-hmm, pour one out for the mm-hmm. homies, but where are they going to put, you know, they're not going to, oh, you know what, let's just go home now. After all that, after all yeah. that, they're going to yeah, try and find serious. somewhere else to put it. So and they tried I to mean, put it through Bismarck and them white folks was like, nah. Then they nah. tried to put it through Standing Rock, and they was like, "Nah." <laughs> but like they, but it took a lot longer. For but it took a lot longer for their nah yeah. to yeah, yeah, because they was like, "Nah," yeah. and then they were like, "We don't care," and then it was just this whole big thing. But then Obama was like, "Nah," and then we're like, "Okay, okay," so a collective nah, right? Okay. But now, <laughs> now where, where's next? Where are we gonna go? And then what I'm also concerned about because I kept seeing memes related to this, which is interesting that you know how our news, if you will, is being shared and how memes have become so relevant and sharing what's current. But um, what, you, Flint still doesn't have clean water. Did you see the thing about the veterans that came to Standing Rock and were like apologizing and all of yeah. that stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, they said that the veterans are now gonna go to Flint. So oh. maybe maybe we get something done there, I don't know. I don't know how much power, how much power these veterans have, but it's something, it's attention. And I, mean, I if think, we think about it, problem is that nobody's paying attention consistently enough for something to get done. It's like, oh, yeah. we make a big deal about it and then we forget. And then we make a big like, deal about it yep. and then we forget. But the thing like, about Standing Rock, how, I was like, you ain't gonna forget us. <laughs> yeah, because like with Flint, unfortunately, it is it has been something that has not been in the forefront of our lives day to day, but it's still in the forefront of, of their that, lives. Of their lives every yeah. day. But as far as the power that veterans have, what I will say, and this is me not basing this off of anything I read, but just deducing, if you will, veterans are former American military people. Therefore, and most of the people that are enlisted are white Americans. So if that is the case, then this means that the white man, the old Mm. white man, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. potentially has a sort of like connection with Trump, future president, president president-elect, that perhaps they might be able to like bring him in to do some things. I don't know. I'm just wondering like if veterans, if they find themselves being activists now, more so than they have in other times, if that will somehow change the direction, like if we ally ourselves with them more regularly, how could that possibly change the direction that our lives could be led into under Trump administration? I don't know. Old white men. Mm. All right. Mm. <sighs> okay. Now, I don't know if you've heard by now, but the Walter Scott trial ended up. Mm. Okay, so you have heard. <laughs> um, Shit. You know, side note: I've been working on doing a teeth suck, and I cannot do it. Like the Jamaican teeth suck is really in- cannot. I can't do it that long. Like they can do it for like a solid ten, like. They got three to five skills. seconds. See, I feel like I don't know why I know how to suck my teeth, but I know I got slapped for doing it at least four times. 
in my life. I was like, suck your teeth one more time. Suck your teeth one more time. And pop. It was like, but yeah, we might have to, we work on that. We'll work on that. Life skills. Hashtag. Right. So I'm just avoiding talking about this because I'm actually pretty upset about it. Um, but yes, the Walter, Walter Scott trial ended up in a mistrial. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we have video of a man mm-hmm. being shot down. Mm-hmm. Wild. Video. Yep. Video. Again, another video, right? Another video. Let's be, let's call it what it is. And somehow <sighs> is not enough evidence. No, no. To con- it's not enough. Nah. They could not come to without a reasonable doubt. Because I wasn't there, though. Because I'm trying to imagine what the what that jury was like, right? Yeah. So it's like Who was I on that jury, first of all? And then were they like, but I wasn't there. So how you know that this video wasn't doctored? Or like what? Was that what? the argument? Because that's some BS. Oh, I have no idea. I oh, okay. The slightest. I, I have not allowed myself to even read into more details about that. I read that and I was like, oh, come on now. I just don't understand um, wh- why. Why are we? Why are we still? And then you have this whole like. And what, wait, what state was Walter Scott killed in? Um, South Carolina. Was it South Carolina? Because hmm. I'm just wondering what does that? What did that jury pool look like? Was it in fact a diverse crowd of people? Yeah, was it a jury of his peers? Like what yeah. what led to a mistrial? What I don't know. The panel of one black and eleven white jurors. Which in itself does not show diversity because I mean and just that aside, diversity including different socioeconomic backgrounds, different educational backgrounds, different yes, different ethnicities, sure. Um, but that's obviously not diverse if we're just looking at looking at it black and white. Um, but I don't know what the population of South Carolina is like. Like, that's a city in South Carolina either. <sighs> because I would imagine they would, yeah, I, no, no. Well, I'm not in the F the police camp, but F this. Like, I'm not, like, I don't feel, ugh, I don't feel 100% protected by the police. I've been pulled over recently, and it was, I put on my best smiley face and Girl. it worked out for me, but when you told me that, I was like, yeah, I was what? afraid. Luckily, you made it. You yeah. y'all made it out. Your your black husband and your mm-hmm. black self made it. And he was more nervous than I was. Like I was nervous, but reasonably but, so. Mind you, he was asleep. It was four o'clock in the morning, and he wakes up and there's mm-hmm. police. Like that can't be a yeah. good feeling as a black man in America. Seriously. Um, Seriously. Mind you, I got, I got pulled over for speeding. I was doing something wrong. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, why are they pulling me over? And I think that helped calm my nerves yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah. Because it wasn't like, oh, no, I haven't done anything. Why is this happening to me? Like, I knew what was going mm-hmm. on. And that was super helpful. And this was, like, central Oregon. Yeah. Which I don't know much which about. Is, well, Portland is the most diverse city in Oregon. Okay. So there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so because it has the Latinos. Mm-hmm. It's got the Latinos in it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that which is why when I was like, wait, where? Because I know where you came from. I know where you had to ro- run or rather drive through. That could have ended terribly. Because there's there are KKK flags and the yeah. Confederate flags and the, the white people. Well, luckily I got a good officer who yeah, they did his exist. job. 
he did his job and then nothing more, nothing less. And it was fine. And we were, oh. I smiled. I gave him, I had my stuff ready. I had it hanging out. Like I was ready. I was ready to go I had my hands yeah. visible. We were, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Either compliant, way, if you will. I, I was very compliant, but you know, that's not always enough. It almost, it does matter. It never is. Unfortunately. You know? Yeah. Um, but luckily for me, it was, and I'm very grateful. And I shouldn't have Thanks to be grateful that, that a police officer yeah. did his job. Like did that. his job? <laughs> Mind you. Like this I, is our standards being lowered. Like I I'd like to point out that I was speeding his- because I was listening to a riveting story of the, a tale. <laughs> it was an audio book and they were talking about the great fire of 1987 in King's Cross Station. And everybody was about to die. And I guess my foot <laughs> was channeling my energy. <laughs> so... And then I saw boop, boop, and the lights, and I was like, damn. Oh, <laughs> see, and I'm just going to say, okay, because I There was no I... one on the road because it was four in the morning. And, like, I exactly. had nothing to gauge my speed except for the speedometer that apparently I was not looking at. Mm-hmm, you were not. You <laughs> so, were not, ma'am. The lead in your foot. <laughs> yes. There was yeah. That. Okay. But, but, okay. It, but it, it, was, it was a happy ending, but not so much for Walter Scott. And um, not in the least, his mom did a press release or a press conference and she did a video where she was like, you know, I'm not even mad about it. You know, I'm not even worried about it because Jesus going to make, you know, Jesus is going to he's going to get justice for me. You know, he's going to find a way and fix it. Black Jesus, you know, yep. so I'm just going to put that out there. Black Jesus, do your thing. Um, whew, an, and another one in the words of DJ College, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Unfortunately, that's Black Lives. Did yep. you see the, um, oh, we can talk about that when we get to Black creatives, but I have one more fix it, Black Jesus. So okay. there was this story <clears throat> about this crazy behind, I'm gonna call him crazy, um, mm-hmm. crazy behind white person, male, who saw a fake news story and then decided that he needed to save some children in a DC pizzeria and he was Excuse armed. Me? Tell me more about this, what? Sunday afternoon outside the popular eatery in an affluent capital neighborhood. <laughs> That's what it says. Okay. Because, you know, I've been looking into getting my gun license. So, like, I, you know, just having a gun, that's legal. So, what were, tell me more about these circumstances that caused okay. the popo to get involved. It culminated in violence when police say a North Carolina man fired an assault rifle multiple times inside the nope. Comet Ping Pong restaurant nope. as he attempted to nope. self-investigate the conspiracy theory <laughs> known the in the Twitterverse as Pizzagate. No. An assault rifle. <laughs> no. An assault rifle. Fired multiple times the- and this man is still alive. <laughs> because he had on his white face. <laughs> like, um, he, he, And we're going to move had- on to Black Creative Scout. <laughs> ah! We're gonna move on. What so, what in the good fuck? No, wait. wait, wait, wait. No, wait. I... What can you say? What else can you say, Lara? This man fired an assault rifle inside of a pizzeria, and it's still in the capital of the country, and he's very like, much alive. No very much home. alive versus Walter Scott. No, we're done. I'm moving on. Let's... Okay, so <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Bigger is better. All right. Um, for black creators, I'm gonna start with some ignorance, actually, and get that out the way. Gucci Mane. Ah, it's so funny though. Is it? It's so ridiculous. Well, I mean, I think we it's- can do better. Oh, of course it can. Like- it's straight ignorant, but it is entertaining. Entertaining. Oh. 
I watched oh, it a few gosh. times. I was entertained. I'm not going to lie. I probably um, watched like 70 seconds of it, but it was enough for me. And I was like, all right, I got that. I got that. So it was advertised <laughs> as like a remix of Jingle Bells, which it not it isn't mm-hmm. really a remix of Jingle Bells, but it's... They just like sample the Jingle yeah, Bells they, like tune. Yeah. But it's called... Which is why I actually... Saint, because of Saint Brick intro. Instead of Saint Nick, Saint Brick. Because oh, he's talking about trapping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, Lord. Sure enough is. Oh, and for the people in the back, <laughs> trapping is selling drugs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it was but he is a black creative and he has created this, so it counts. <laughs> it shows now, on to, on to less ignorant and actually, I think, in many ways, genius. Childish Gambino. Let me just say, mm-hmm. I only started Did you listening listen to, to this man. I actually haven't listened to his latest album. No, it's great. Do it. I only listened to all of the other things he's ever created over the past summer. Like, he got me through this summer of mourning and anguish and pain with everyone being shot and killed and so forth. Not because mm-hmm. there's so, like, he doesn't necessarily speak too much into the political climate. However, he does, he does drop some. The point is, I think. Childish Gambino and I could be brother and sister. That's what I'm starting to think, actually. We have so much in common, at least based on his lyrics. He is expressing my feelings. And I need everyone to know this. I am Childish Gambino, actually. That's so, the surprise oh, I wanted are, to reveal. Are, are you? I, I am Childish Gambino. Surprise! So, I think one of the most fun facts about him and I'm sure most people know it, but I still think it's really funny, is how he got his name. Because we know this is Donald Glover, the actor. Oh, yeah, um, people in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't know how he got his name. Go, yay, there's someone who doesn't know, so I don't feel so bad. Okay, so apparently he used the Wu-Tang name generator, and that's what came up. No! <laughs> um, another cool thing is I actually sang background vocals for him for a secret show in Brooklyn on Halloween, and this must have been before I met you. Cause I don't. Oh, when was that? You it was when he released Camp, the album Camp. So let's see, okay. when did he release the album Camp? Okay, you're on the Googles. I'm on the Googles. 2011. Oh, the year before. That was right before. That was the year before I met you. Mm-hmm. He released it on November 15th. So it was a secret show before that album even came out. I was on that new noob. But anyway. Wow. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was at Brooklyn Bowl and. Fun fact, that's the only time I've ever actually bowled at Brooklyn Bowl because someone else paid <laughs> for it. Because I don't know if you've ever seen the Brooklyn Bowl bowling prices, but I just mm. go there for the concerts. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Nice <laughs> venue they have there. Yeah, and Questlove's um, bowl train on Thursday nights. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so Insecure finished since we last had our podcast. I have still not watched a single episode. Um, I won't I'm- spoil it for you, but... I appreciate that. I mean, you can um, speak on it if you want. That's I I can pretend to be surprised. No, I won't spoil it for you. I think she did a really good job with the progression. And if you haven't had it spoiled for you from the internet yet, I'm not going to be the one to do it. Um, okay. But it okay. is a really great look at life as a 29 going on 30, because that's exactly where mm, I am. You. And that's where you were um, mm-hmm. not too long ago. Um, and she just does a really good job. Um, and I was, I watched, I've watched it twice. I've watched the whole thing twice. Wow. Um, it's very good. And, um, someone I watched it with the second time was saying how, you know, you, you really have to 
like it really speaks to to you know black people like there's just a lot of like low-key humor that you probably won't get if you're not a part mm-hmm. of the community and like this was truly created for us and that that's a really nice feeling and he made the example of like you know you know we watch seinfeld but like we probably don't get the jokes as much as white people who watch seinfeld mm-hmm. and i felt some kind of way sure. about that because i grew up watching white shows um i'm sure we all have but like one of my favorite shows growing up was Friends. I watched Seinfeld because it came on right after Friends, I think. And not Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Frasier. But I also watched Seinfeld because it's just a cult classic. But um, I never even considered the idea that I didn't get all the jokes. Like, that never even... I mean, I compare it to, like, when you're no, a child, I get it like, now. a thing. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, in the moment, you pretty much think, oh, yeah, I got it. I was that. like, oh, I got it all. And is it that how people, like, how white people feel watching Insecure? It's like, oh, this is a great show. And, like, every, all the nuances just go right over their head. They don't feel like they're missing anything, mm-hmm. but they're totally missing things. It's totally like being a kid that's watching Shrek. And it's like, that movie ain't for you. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. like, I'm happy you like that. And, and like, the adults <laughs> watching it are like, this ain't appropriate. <laughs> exactly. It's like, don't worry. The kids don't got that. It's all right. It's all right. They didn't mm-hmm. get it. They didn't this get ain't it. appropriate at all. Mm-hmm. Nah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. How'd, they, mm, how'd they get that in? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Shrek ain't for how kids. Are we, <laughs> how are we doing on time? I'm not sure, but we'll keep it moving. I'll cut out stuff if we need to. Um, well, we're almost I done. wanted to talk about Moonlight, but like I know there's no, a keep bunch. Going. Wait, it's broken. So Trello's broken. Um, I'm gonna segue Why though because Insecure actually does talk on the speak on the topic of black masculinity. Oh, um, okay. There is. I will spoil this for you. I guess there is an instance where. Molly, um, Issa's best friend, is dating this guy and she really, really likes him. Um, But then she discovers that he had a sexual encounter with a man back in the day. And it was one sexual encounter. Dude gave him a blowjob. One and done. But that was the reaction. It was like, um, he's gay. Like, that was the the theme of, like, right. That was the, like, that was the theme of her friends. They were like, he's gay. But Issa was like, uh, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I think he tried it. He didn't like it. And he was like, nah. I'm right. Which is what he was trying to say. He was like, it was one time. It was one dude. It wasn't for me. I moved on. But like, she just could not get past it. And okay. Like, in what context did he bring this up? They were sharing about themselves and their past. And she mentioned that she'd had an encounter with a woman. Ah, okay. And so he was like, mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> and. Uh, well, actually. <laughs> yeah. And so she went there for it. And like every encounter that he had with another dude, like he was like buying buying something at a restaurant or something, and he from a, a dude, and she just couldn't shake wow. the idea that they were having, like they were flirting or something. Like she could not get past it. See, and is- it's this concept of like, do you blame her? Like, how? Where do we? Like, if you honestly can't get past it, it's not even fair to him for her to be with him, you know. And she did genuinely yeah, like him, but she just in her heart of hearts, could not let that go. She could not shake this, like, image that he did not have the masculinity that she wanted him to have. And, like, who's responsible for that? Like, where where did that go wrong? Which ties into well, Moonlight, which we wait, saw he's recently, black, right? right? He's a black man. He's, he was a black man. Well, see, no, but still on that same note, though, I feel like that's a double standard that exists oh, in it is the black community. Such a double standard. Because... Like, I mean, you can't be I mean, bi. It may you also cannot exist. be bi. You're gay or you're not gay. It could, 
see, but I want to say it's definitely a double standard within the black community. And it might exist outside the black community, but I feel like not as harshly because like she's shared her, you know, her experiment and she's obviously with the guy. So she's either bi or with, or she just likes men. She just experimented and, in her youths and that was it. And that, and, and she didn't think yeah, nothing like, of it. Exper- yeah. She didn't think anything yeah, of it, but as but soon like, as he had the same experience. It. That's fucked up. However, mm. I say that and I know I'm a hypocrite in my thoughts because what if what if it were you? Like what I would, you would do? definitely feel some kind of way. Right. If right. I was dating. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. I never had fun that. stick in someone oh, else's fun stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do the, um he did do the dipping. Oh, I'm sorry. I said that out loud. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, if you dip <laughs> your if you dip your stick in any other part of a man's mouth otherwise Oh, I don't. I don't know if I have an issue with it, but I'm just like, I don't know. Whatever. Mm. I've never had to worry about it, so I can't say how I would feel if it were real. But my initial thought is that I it wouldn't. I think it would make me go hmm, and then I would have to so like, think on. Does it that mean you would never tease? date someone who was bi, like who was just openly like it wasn't a one and done thing? It was like, I like dudes too. Like, how would you feel about that? Okay, so the first part of me, the Scorpio in me, the jealous side of me, would be like, oh, so now I need to look out for all these motherfuckers in the world, like not just the, <laughs> not just the bitches, but also the dudes. Yeah, that's everybody, but then, right? <laughs> but then the more sensible side of me would be like, oh, I don't know. I, I would okay. I'll put it this way: if five years ago, if I would have been presented with the dude who had dipped his dipstick in someone else's fun, I would have had an issue with it. Present dipstick. time, look, that's one of my favorite candies. Anyhow, um, let's not think too deeply in that. But um, he, I guess present, if presently, if I were not in a relationship, um, you are a kindergartner. Um, I am. I guess I wouldn't have an issue with it as much, but it you would think something of it. With like, I would have thought something of it. Right now, I think it would like, there would be an alarm, and I would get over it. Well, but only see, because life has allowed me to have other people in my life where I know that that does not mean any different. Like, you love who you love. Like, right. I, I don't know. My issue with that is I don't think it matters what you have, who you have been with before. Um, mm-hmm. So long as you're not bringing nothing with you. Um, either way, because um, it's a it's a it's a question of trust. Uh, it doesn't matter yeah. if they have been with dudes or if they've been with women. If you don't trust them Correct. to not be with these other dudes or other women anymore, then you have a bigger problem than worrying about if they're gay or not. Exactly. Um, exactly. That, Which is where I am now. Where I'm like, mm, I don't care. <laughs> like, if, like if they're not messing with these folks in the in the present, then what is your what's your why do you care? Mm-hmm. Like which I guess which is what brings it back to the masculinity part which it's I feel in the black community if you are with if you're gay you are not as masculine right but you know you know you, you know there's a theory on where that stems from which is probably very accurate but we'll just call it a theory the whole slave thing the whole slave thing the slavery well yeah. buck breaking you know about buck breaking yeah I do know about buck breaking yep. so the concept of buck breaking is that white slave owners would take the manliest man out of the slaves and rape him and make everybody watch. And that would diminish his masculinity in front of everyone. And they would lose respect for this man. Um, And it was effective. And that's why a lot of um, 
West Indian communities and the black community are like, Ooh, no, yeah. like, we cannot, we have Seriously. no tolerance for gayness because that it takes away, it literally took away their masculinity in the eyes of everyone around them. This, this then, idea, I think it's move, a big, it's a big idea that gayness is never voluntary. Like it's not a voluntary yeah, it's not thing. Voluntary. It's not it's something not, that you or would ever. voluntary, um, innate even? Like, yeah, it's something that's been forced yeah. on you. Um, it's not something that you were born like, as oh, or something that you chose to do. Right. Somebody, somebody did way. something Someone to you, you to make you this yeah. way. Right. And it's so, like, no, just how I was born, like, where they're like, there's, there are no, there are like many genders or no genders or, yeah, but people decided they needed labels. So they put it on, they put labels on everything and now we're all confused. But yeah, Moonlight. Watch, yeah, which, <laughs> so Moonlight, which is produced by, nope, I don't know. I'll find out. I'll make sure to note it. Who like directed it, wrote it. Cause it was amazing. It, I had watched the, uh, what do you call it, the preview. And I was like, oh, that seems interesting. But I didn't understand how in-depth they were going to get about male, well, black masculinity. And it was just, and you and I watched it together when you were up here. It was a very um, casual look at the life of a black gay man in Miami, Florida. It wasn't like... I didn't get that like broke back. I can't quit you. Like, you know, like it was just like, no, this is this dude's all. life. Like this is his, this is his life. But he wasn't just a black gay man. He was a black gay man in the hood. He was a black gay man with a crack mother. He was a black gay man with his own struggles, just trying to find his own identity and trying to find his own space in the world. And it, it was great. It was just beautiful. Like, I don't want to ruin it for anyone but it's like you need to watch this if you haven't i think it was only released like it was a a limited release type movie but if you have it in your city make it happen um it for me i guess it resonated so much with the fact that one you don't often see afro-latinos in the like being portrayed in movies and they're because this is based out of miami you know cubans galore um wait is it miami it is miami okay Mm -hmm. um but then yeah it dealt with drugs and but it dealt with everything so casually like it it, you see this person you know from a very young age probably like seven eight years old into adulthood and just like the different stages of your life as a, a, a man or a male person in our society and how you know you start questioning things and experimenting and not just him but like the other people around him and how they deal with that and how some people suppress their feelings or what have you and it's yeah it was beautiful but it did make me think like wait a minute and it's like wait what about me or about my past makes me question someone's masculinity because they're willing to show this side of themselves. Um, there's this campaign going on right now called the, see, there's too many tangents. Lord, just, I mean, the internet is in my life, man. The internet mm. just be showing me all this Reel stuff. It this will be our, we'll, 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 we'll end with this for Black creatives. Um, um, no, I'll, just, I'll, I'll end with Black, uh, with Moonlight, Black Moonlight, even better. Um, <laughs> which is, Ah, 
No, I don't know. I got nothing more. I got nothing more. Okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Go oh, wait. It. I do have another thing. Uh-oh. One more. Okay. On the lines of black masculinity. So right, I'm right, currently right. watching The Wire for the first time. Oh, what a good, and... what a good show. <laughs> The Wire is amazing. I'm currently in season four, mm-hmm. which is a season with the kids. Okay. And if you haven't watched The Wire, it is on Amazon Prime for free 99. For free 99. Anyhow, so long story short, Weebay's son, Naimond, so Weebay mm-hmm. is, okay. he, you know, he, he, he kills the people, he slangs the drugs, right? He's mm-hmm. like the muscle. He's currently in prison, but he, Anyway, there's that. We is a ride or die. He's in prison. He's, he's son, a hitter. teenage son. He's the hitter. Yeah, he's the, yes, he is the hitter. He has a son, teenager, or probably like 12 years old or so, who grew up in this lifestyle. So, but he's never had, he, he would have, I guess, the equivalent of a silver spoon in the hood because mm-hmm. his father was making money. So he never had to lift the finger. He was always in the best Jordans, best clothing, jewelry, yada, yada, yada. And same for his, um, his mom. Mom never had to lift a finger kind of thing, or at least not in her adult life since she's been with Weebay. Anyhow, Naaman, the son, is now being forced by his mother to go sell drugs. Again, he's about 11, 12 years old. Naaman don't want this life. Weebay's in in jail. They run out of money. And she's like, well, you the man of this house now, so you're going to go sell these drugs. Because I'm need my rent paid and we need food on the table so this is cl- now your job is it Damon in like ninth grade or like no he's still in that elementary school so I think he's in eighth grade eighth grade he's in yeah. eighth grade yeah because so uh, that's the other that one. makes that even more insane he's not even a grown man like he is a child in every sense of the word and it's so much so, because she obviously has to recognize this, that she goes and meets up with the drug dealer to go get him some drugs for him to sell. Like, you better oh, put yeah. my son on this corner. Mm-hmm. Like, because she goes to Bodie and was like, yo, Bodie, come on. We was here for you, blah, 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 blah. And uh, Bodie, moving on. Um, so I just was, it's interesting because Naaman's friend, Michael, whose mother is a crackhead or on heroin, actually, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, she is her baby daddy, so Michael's younger brother's father, uh-huh. comes back into the house, and Michael ain't here for it. Not and at all. You, you learn just by deducing some things that it looks like uh, that dude, the, the baby father, touched Michael inappropriately as a child. Yeah. And so Michael then... So then Michael... Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. The wire's been out for like 15 years. (laughs) True. All right, go on. (laughs) Is it really spoiling it? I feel like I You haven't you haven't watched it? Okay. Go ahead. All right. What I'm gonna say is He he handled it. Y'all need to He had a lot of anger. He handled it. He had a lot of anger for this man. And it was like an irrational amount of anger unless something really horrible has happened to him. Um Yes. At, at the hands of this gentleman or non not so gentleman. And, and yeah, this motherfucker. Um <laughs> I was here for it. I was here for it. And I will just say I will end with No 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 wait, wait, wait. You I'm, can't talk about the wire and masculinity without talking about Omar. I'm sorry. You can't do see it. the funny thing is, so yesterday I was thinking about Omar because I was watching him because he's uh-huh. on the wire. 
Right. And the fact is, it never even dawned on me to question his masculinity even Which once. is amazing. And I think that's something that they did really, really well. Because a lot of and I, shows like depict gay people as these weaklings or these, they, they're, they're typecasted most of the time. They're yep. like girlfriend and they have the fashion and they do the things. Mm-hmm. Not all gay people are like bitches. that. No, which Moonlight, really. which Moonlight did a very good job of depicting as well. Not all gay people are like flamboyantly gay. Some of them are just gay, and that's the sexual just preference. Just like everybody and, else, and nothing else. It's just a sexual preference. It's not. It doesn't ooze out of their personality. Like you can't mm-hmm. tell. Mm-hmm. Not that it's any of our business either way, but I feel like people in society have this image that gay people are supposed to be a certain way, and Omar challenges yeah. that. And Moonlight challenges that. And I think that is a narrative that more Omar, people should challenge. Because Omar, y'all need to meet Omar. He got this shotgun, this shot-off shotgun that he really likes. Y'all gonna like Omar if you like big-ass guns. Sorry, guys. I've really been getting into guns. Anyhow. Um, but yeah, I never questioned his masculin- masculinity. And he's no, very openly gay. Everyone very. knows he's gay. Oh, sure. But no one, yeah, like. Mm-hmm. It's great. All right. All right. Okay. I think we've covered all those bases. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the internet. Mm. Um, so in the meme world, this in recently we've had these memes with Kermit the Frog in like a <laughs> is it like a Star Wars reference? Yeah, he's wearing the I hood think so. I think so. And like, it's like yourself, and then your like real self. Yes. And the things that you say to yourself and allow yourself to do because you <laughs> aren't. Help me out here. Well, it's, um, I feel like it's self. It's like who you who like you want to be, your who inner you really self. Are. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, who you want to be and who you really are. Mm-hmm. Um, really funny. Um, and people have been like remixing them. Example, um, please. A remix, an example of the remix. No, well, no, an, an example, example of, of, the... of any of them. Yeah. What's one of your favorites? I guess. Okay, this one's a cute one. So it's like me sees a fluffy dog and then me to me steal him. It's like you see this dog in the street <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to make this dog my own. Um, just stuff like that. Like <laughs> what, we, what we say and what we do versus what we're actually thinking. Are you familiar with uh, Sigmund Freud at all? Yes. So he had this concept of the id, mm-hmm. which is where your violent and sexual fantasies live. Okay. And I want to say that these memes, um, wait, violent <laughs> sexual, fa- okay, yeah, but not like violent sexual, fa- like violent and like big space. So not like, se- not like sexual violence, guys. Anyway, so um, I want to say that the other, the, the other meme, like the Kermit the Frog with the hood uh-huh. is your id that is expressing itself because it's like what you really want to do. But let me just say, pat on my back, all of these memes, I always do what the second one does. I do what right? I really want to do. Like, I mean, I don't steal this? the dog, though. I don't. No, but see, I don't. Mm, okay, maybe I don't always. Okay, no, so I this one's really funny. I don't want responsibilities. No, I'm good. <laughs> this one's really funny because it's a crossover of the You Name It Challenge, which also happened you on the name internet. name it. <laughs> um, yes. So the first one's like me. Got to get my body right workout. New year, new me. <laughs> And then yeah. Thanksgiving me to me. I got greens, beans, tomatoes, potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's it's so solid. good. 
Um, Wait, can you share that with me? Or actually, would you just post that on Fix It Black Jesus on Instagram? I can, because it's it's very accurate. Like, how in the Thank world you. are people trying to do this <laughs> new year, new me, when you got all this delicious food around? Either way. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. That challenge was amazing. Did you see um, Shirley Caesar was like, how do you, they asked Shirley Caesar who sang the original song, how do you feel about going viral? And she's like, I've always been viral. We're like, all right, honey. Yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, I'm here okay. for her. <laughs> so then also on the internet, there have been very cute daddy-daughter things happening. So there's a cute video oh, of yes. this, this dad and a little girl in the hotel. I'm assuming they're dad and daughter. I don't know their life, but... It's a, a, a black man and a small child in a hotel and she's standing on the bed and she's like standing really, really still and looking at him. And she's he like does, a year, a year older, a year and a half at most. Yeah. Yeah. And so he does this thing where he pretends to like push the air almost. Um, would you it, say it was it like Star like Wars? He's, like he's using the force? I was going to say it's more like Dragon Ball Z. Oh, it's and so it, looks like Dragon Ball Z. Yes. And he yes. like 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 uses like uses that force like push the air at her and she just tips mm-hmm. over her, like a trust ball <laughs> the whole way down and it's so cute. So cute. It's adorable. So much adorable. And recently like maybe a month or so ago this video went viral of this dad with his daughter in um where he is having her repeat affirmations and again a very young child like three years old if not younger and just repeating like i'm smart i am cunning i am beautiful all those sorts of things and apparently this is a trend now that this is trending the internet where all these other daddies are doing this and it is just it's just really heartwarming to see this especially because they are black men and they often are depicted as deadbeats. And it's like, that is mm-hmm. not everyone. Look at it these guys doing the damn thing. I mean, my, yeah, let's not talk about my father, actually. Anyway, that's another episode. But <laughs> there's that. Oh, man, I had a student, like, I was like, oh, maybe your voice is going to get deep like your dad. And he looks at me, he goes, it's complicated. And I was like, damn. Wow. Oh. And How he's like, he? he's in eighth grade. And I don't have very many black students here, as you know. Mm-hmm. So that was just, mm-hmm. he's like, it, it's complicated. That's what he said. I was like, dang. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> Before we go, um, don't forget to look out for that bonus episode, 6S, featuring <laughs> Senor Ruminos. Um, and I think that's all I have. And do you have anything yeah. to add? Stay black. Stay black. All right. So you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher sound, and SoundCloud. Um, we're also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And if all of those aren't enough, you can find us at fixitblackjesus at gmail.com. Either way, please engage. Please subscribe. Please rate us. We need you. We're trying to um, do better keeping up with our social media. So give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. We want to talk to you. Uh, yeah. So I'm Aisha McGowan. And I'm Laura Solis. And this is Fix It Black Jesus. Bye. Bye. Please fix it, Black Jesus.